0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Forward Progress Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Party, and today we're going to be going over the biggest remaining needs for each of the NFC teams. So let's dive right on into it. So before we get on into the biggest remaining needs, I want to talk about the two biggest storylines from this past week. Luckily, it's been a bit calmer than the past couple weeks have been, so there's only really two big pieces of news i feel that broke uh the first being bruce arians retiring from coaching but staying within the bucks organization i don't think this will change too much todd Bowles will just take over as the head coach and i feel like tom brady and was much more of what made the bucks be the bucks these past two years um, obviously Bruce Arians was contributing to that and helpful, but I feel like Todd Bowles should be able to take over pretty seamlessly and that won't affect too, too much. Um, good opportunity for Bowles. Glad to see him be a head coach again. He's clearly very, very talented, as a defensive mind, and he fizzled out with the Jets, but who doesn't fizzle out with the Jets at this point? Um, and then the second thing broke just like maybe an hour or two ago was... Bobby Wagner signing a five-year, $50 million deal with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I'm honestly guessing that this is going to be one of those where it's like the last two years or so are void years. That just seems to be every contract, especially for these older players. But obviously a good move for the Rams, um, showing up that linebacker spot, bringing in experience, if nothing else, to help teach their younger guys. They didn't really have anyone there before. Um, They made this move. And... Yeah, I think it, he obviously knows the that conference very well, so it's good to keep that he stays or that division. So it's good he's staying in there and will be able to, to contribute to that Rams defense pretty well. It's also kind of an interesting choice by the Rams though, because they don't like this is the first big investment they've made at linebacker in years. Like they're more the type to just like use converted safeties from college or just late round guys. Um, last time I remember them making a move for a linebacker was when they traded for Kenny Young using um, Marcus Peters for Kenny Young. And even then, that was just like, Marcus Peters was definitely on the way out at that point. So, it's kind of just like, oh yeah, might as well get something back for him. So, in today's episode, I'm just going to go by team by team, division by division, and tell you guys what I believe are the three biggest holes remaining on the roster for this upcoming season. So, for example, like, uh, in my most recent mock draft I had the buccaneers picking a quarterback I'm not going to put quarterback as one of the top 3 positions of need for the buccaneers because they have Tom Brady so I'm only going to talk about this upcoming season and where I think that they should look to patch up some things in the draft or remaining in free agency and whether or not I think they're going to be able to do it so starting off with the NFC North we're going to go with the bears um I put their biggest position of weakness being the offensive line just left tackle to right tackle there's two guys who you probably want starting um jenkins just because he's young and second round pick last year hopefully he can step up start producing good and white hair's just been kind of solid since he's got there everyone else could be upgraded over um they don't have a first round pick i maybe they addressed it in the second round they have two second round picks thanks to the khalil Mac trade We'll see if they do, if they are able to. Um, I think someone on day two, though, either second or third round, would be able to start on this team. So it's likely that they'll get some help, but I don't think that they're going to be able to completely solve this position. Um, Wide receiver I put as their second biggest need. Once again, day two, the wide receiver class this year is kind of deeper. So maybe they can get someone in the third round who can come in and start. Um, Right now they got Mooney, they got Equinemius St. Brown, and Byron Pringle um mooney obviously is going to start for them and if you can get someone to start over st brown and pringle at least like one of those guys that would be good because st brown and pringle are more of like four or five type of guys not two three and then cornerback same thing um you got one side locked up with isaiah johnson second round pick from a couple years ago should is it isaiah johnson actually not that i think about it um Jalen Johnson, that's my bad, so you got a second round pick, Jalen Johnson from, I believe, two years ago, Uh, should be a starter there, he's been, rookie year was really good, second year, up and down, but he should be at least a solid capable starter for you, especially year three, cornerbacks take a bit of time, Um, across from him, though, you don't really got no one, slot corner against, you don't really got no one, Uh, so hopefully, Hopefully they can be able to address it but I don't know if they will be able to just because they have these other needs that with deep position groups they can get pretty solid contributors versus just reaching for someone so I feel like that they aren't really going to be able to address this need. So second up we got the Detroit Lions. Um, I put their biggest weakness as a linebacker. Linebacker again is not the most important position on the defense probably is actually the least important and it's the most difficult to play in the modern NFL. However, the guys they have right now are just not cutting it. Um, Alex Anzalone, and they resigned their old first-round draft pick, who was a bust, Jared Davis. Um, however, as I said, linebacker isn't super important, so I don't think that they'll address it day one. They might with the 32nd overall pick. Depends on how people fall, but day two, early, they could. I could see them addressing it, especially as I said, if people are falling, they could be like, okay, draft someone who they want to get a fifth-year option on with the last pick of the first round, and then draft that linebacker with the second pick of the second round. Um, Wide receiver, I put as their second biggest need. I see them addressing that in the draft. Um, Last year, they kind of built through the trenches in the draft. This year, I project them more building the outside up. Um, Chark and Amon ross Saint Brown should be a solid outside receiver and the slot receiver but now you got josh reynolds lined up to be your other outside receiver and obviously that's not ideal you could get someone at the end of like round um pick number 32 or early round two even as i said later day two um with like round two and three you could see them grabbing someone as i said this is a deeper cost and then quarterback um i could see them addressing i don't think anyone will solve their need but I could see them at least, like, addressing it for the future right now. Um, like golf, as we know, isn't the best quarterback. He's also not the worst, so I just don't see a rookie being able to come in and do better than him. But I could see them being like, okay, let's draft someone for the future. Number two overall is a bit rich for me. Um, I'm hearing a lot of Malik Willis there. I don't know if I think they have too many other holes on this roster to address, like wide receiver or just getting the best player available, like, I'm just putting the top three needs here. <laughs> they obviously have the second overall pick for the reason they aren't a good football team right now. Um, but I could see them addressing quarterback and just doing it for the future. All right, so the Packers, I have their number one need as wide receiver. Right now, their top three receivers are Allen Lazard, Winfrey, not going to lie, I don't know that name, and um, Randall Cobb. You also got Amari Rodgers as a backup slot option. Um, yeah, those are just not like that. That might be the worst. Them or the Falcons are the worst receiving core in the NFL. Uh, but they do have two first round picks. I expect them to use at least one of those on wide receiver. They also have two second round picks. Once again, expect them to use one on wide receiver. They should get at least two quality wide receivers in this draft. If not, they still might have the worst receiving core in the league. Um, Put linebacker as their second need, mostly linebacker too. Obviously, they have um, Campbell there who played like really well last year, all pro for them. Um, um, so I don't really expect them to address it in round one. Who knows, though, Packers are kind of wild cards with that. Uh, but definitely in day two, I could see them in the second or third round drafting a linebacker to be Campbell's running mate. And then um, O-line... I just think that they could upgrade over Royce Newman or John Runyon, um, one of those guard spots, or put Jenkins at one of those guards and move and get like a right tackle. Right now, Elton Jenkins should be the right tackle based off this current line. He can play any position on the offensive line. That versatility is really good for the Packers because that just means, okay, just draft the best offensive lineman available regardless of position. It gives them that flexibility. Um, I could, though, see them because they have five at least decent offensive linemen then just being like okay we have other positions of need that we need to address first so let's get that instead and lastly for the nfc north um with the vikings i have cornerback as their biggest need cameron dantzler is good he should be a starter for them he kind of fell out of favor with mike zimmer but produced well whenever he was there um so hopefully this new coaching staff Will like him, keep him there, and they get someone like Trent McDuffie, as I had in my latest mock, to be alongside him. Um, I do think that they will address this need and be able to kind of solve it if they use their first-round pick. If not, um, I don't know <laughs> what they're really going to do. Like they, they need a second cornerback to trot out there, you know? Um, O-line, I center and guard i see them needing help at um gladberries just been a dis- disappointing first round pick uh, all this hype coming out and first round picks or centers are almost never first round picks so just kind of him being like a meh bottom line center definitely could use to upgrade on that maybe day two day three um and then wyatt davis he was a third round pick last year uh high upside so maybe they do like him, maybe they will play him and he'll continue to develop here. So we'll see if they do end up addressing O line. I don't see them drafting anyone to be an immediate upgrade. Um unless they use their first round pick, which I don't think they should, but I could see them drafting someone to develop and replace Bradbury. And then um safety I put as their final need. Um Bynum was a fourth round pick last year. They expect him to step up for their free safety role and play good. Um, we'll see if they upgrade over that. They could, depending on how, once again, the draft falls. Um, typically, how they're picking kind of earlier in the second round, that's where a lot of safeties go so they can get someone there. Um, they also need a long-term answer for Harrison Smith. Like He's not getting on any younger. He's still playing good, so that's good to see. But get someone in now who can learn under Smith and then eventually take his mantle up so with the nfc east i'm gonna start off with the commanders and i'm putting their top need as uh safety this roster doesn't really have a lot of glaring needs so um safety while it's like all right i just think that they could upgrade on it and make like really good right now they have cameron curl bobby mccain once again like neither of them are bad but um getting a true like free safety type if like there's a lot of rumors that like hamilton could be slipping right now just because of his poor performance in the combine and stuff so if they got him that would be a great safety duo him and curl if not someone like um i should sure his name scene or Jalen petrie um so i could see them being able to address this but they also might not want to just because like as i said they already have like two decent ones i just there's better that they could do um once we, and then my second need for them is linebacker. Once again, decent there. They just picked um Davis, Jalen Davis last year to be um their linebacker, spent a first round pick on him, so I don't really see them trying to address linebacker. And then uh Cole Holcomb is their linebacker or is their michael linebacker. And those two should be pretty decent for them. I Davis definitely was I think it was Jamine not Jalen, my bad. Um, but Davis was definitely disappointing for a first-round pick, but linebackers kind of take a second to grow into themselves learn NFL offenses. Some of them never do. Uh, they're just targeted so much with the modern NFL offense, like especially with like, uh Shanahan scheme. And so we'll see if Davis can be it. I don't think that they will address it or solve this. I think that they're going to trust on their guys to kind of develop and grow more. And then wide receiver I put as their um, number three need, they could use an outside number two. Right now, they just have um, McLaurin and Samuel, I think, are really good. Should be um, like 11 personnel. Diami Brown is also out there, and he was really good in college um, at UNC. So we'll see if he can, like, now that he's year two, seeing more targets, if he can actually, like, develop into a solid number two alongside Terry McLaurin. But I also think that it wouldn't hurt them at all to draft one um, in one of the first. Two days, and I want to. I'd be kind of surprised if they didn't. Just as I said, there aren't too many holes on this roster, so I could see them going there. And then the Dallas Cowboys up next. I put their top need as interior defensive line. They kind of just haven't really gotten anyone in years there. um They keep drafting guys in like the third, fourth round this year. I could see them going in the first round if. Why it falls? I don't. I don't know if Devonte Wyatt now will fall just because like he had such a good combine. I don't think Davis is gonna be there either out of Georgia. Um, so they might wait till day two to address it. They might try to reach Travis Jones. Um, I just don't see how they can go again not drafting a wide receiver or a interior defensive lineman in the first two days. Um, I put Edge as their other need. Once again, I think one of the first two days uh, and the first three rounds they're going to be drafting uh, Edge just because you want to be able to free up Parsons to do whatever is best for the defense instead of being like, man, we don't have Edge so we need to put him at Edge. Instead they can be like, oh, in this formation let's put him at Edge alongside um, Lawrence and whoever you draft because Fowler has just been a bust. He's bounced around. This is his fourth different team now and they have um, a couple other, like, options there, but no one who the defense will be... or the offense will be really scared of other than Parsons and Lawrence right now, so... Yeah. And then safety. Um, this is their... the third position weakness I put for them. Um, Malik Hooker and Jerron Curse just... Once again, nothing special about these safeties. It's kind of the same as the... Com- uh, yeah, Commanders. Sorry. And they just... I they just aren't the best you know hooker first round pick could be called a bust was replaced in like three years out of um for indianapolis and then curse has just been very solid since he's been there so i don't see them upgrading on him at all maybe they fall in love with a safety and draft him at the end of the first there to replace hooker but i don't really see any upgrades but i could see some like long-term replacements them going after in the later rounds So for the Eagles, I put their biggest weakness as um, cornerback. They need a number two alongside Darius Slay right now. Uh, Right now they have Zach McPherson. I believe he was a rookie last year. Either way, not much playing time, not much experience. That's just a question mark. Um, So you you hope that they address that. Um, And then long-term-wise, they need a replacement for Slay. He's obviously playing towards the top of his game right now, but he's not going to be able to play like this forever, cornerbacks kind of drop off fast um safety is Kavon wallace the answer alongside anthony harris and also is anthony harris the answer like he's not generally the best um he kind of like fell off after that one really good year in minnesota so we'll see what they do there um they have three first round picks and then two second round picks i want to say let me double check that um uh, no just one second round pick but still they have three first round picks so we'll see Uh, How they address, I think that they will address at least one of these two positions between cornerback and safety, maybe both of them, Uh, but at least one of them with those four picks in the first two rounds. And then wide receiver, I definitely see them addressing um, just between Smith, Rager, and then whoever they bring in now, I think that could be a really good wide receiver trio, Um, just because Rager just wasn't what you expected coming out, so... And they got a couple smaller bodies now. They don't really have any of the big body, um, just big body possession type receivers or even just bigger body types in general. So I could see them if Drake London falls, um, Traylon Burks, Christian Watkins, any of those guys in the first, maybe second round for Watkins. We'll see how that all plays out. But I do definitely see them addressing getting a third wide receiver in the first three days. That will get significant playing time. And then lastly for the NFC East, I have the New York Giants. Um biggest position of weakness, O line. We've heard this all offseason. And they've kind of like taken some hits at it, signing John Feliciano and um ooh, something Lewinsky. What's his name? Out of the guy out of Indianapolis. Um Mark? Mike? Mike Lewinsky. yeah. and so see I can see them getting like a guard or center in Second round. Um, Feliciano has f- positional flexibility, so we'll probably play one of those. But I would be really shocked if they don't draft a tackle with one of their first, um, with their fi- number five or number seven overall pick. Um, edge is their second position of weakness. Uh, once again, I expect them to draft one of the top edges, especially if like Kayvon Thibodeau is there at five. I could see them grabbing a tackle to make sure the Panthers don't pick one behind them. Panthers draft to whatever tackle they draft, and then. Tibodeau is just sitting there for them at seven. If not, I could see them also going with like a Trayvon Walker, George Karloftis. Just one of these. They need help along the edge pretty desperately. And then cornerback I put as their last position, um, Dory Jackson, James Bradbury. They're good. Um, They've been trying to move on from Bradbury all offseason though. So I could see them definitely moving on there. Um, First round, again, like, Maybe they Thibodeau's not there. Maybe they don't like Thibodeau as much, or any of these other edge rushers, and so they go tackle and Derek Stingley or Ahmad Gardner. I could definitely see that as an option too. So all three of these positions I think are likely to be addressed. I don't know which, how, what combination they'll do with the five and seven overall, but they also have the second round pick, so we'll see how they play that out. But I do expect them to be able to at least, if not completely, solve those positions. At, Bring in some reinforcements that will help. So in the NFC South, we're going to start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, The biggest position of weakness I put as guard um, and just the individual left guard. That's just the only hole left on this offense after Ali Marpet retired young. Um, Could see them drafting like Zion Williams or green out of Texas a and m kevin kevin green out of texas a and m um if one of those guys slips to um if not as i said like i think going quarterback would be a genius move for them so maybe they address this in like day two with a um uh, parm or someone of that like quality um safety the strong safety is now a position of weakness now that uh jordan whitehead's gone so they could I could see them going somewhere in the second third round as I said like um safe safeties are typically like that's more of the hot spot for them they do pick later in the second round so maybe like a lot of the topper more, the better safeties will be gone by then so we'll see if they're able to address it um, less confident in them being able to address that definitely and then interior defensive line um this isn't a, like a huge need for them but they could just use someone to go alongside Vita Vitavea and just, like, get him some reps off or just play alongside him. Um, This is just a pretty loaded roster, so I was like, okay, this is, like, the only other position where I could see them realistically um, addressing. And then the Atlanta Falcons. I have their number one position of weakness as wide receiver. As I said, either these guys or the Packers have the worst core in the league. Um, Olomide Zacarias is the only, like, Viable option who should be getting targets on any other team right now. Um, I could see them going a number eight. I think in my my latest draft I did, and they just they could also just go best player available. See that this is like a multi year thing. Um, I saw a mock draft I really liked recently where they actually trade back, get more picks, and draft Jameson Williams who's going to be hurt at the beginning. So it's like oh they're just not getting their first round pick and therefore losing more games. Um, I do th- think that they try to address it at least, if not with number eight overall, with, then for sure with their second round pick. Just because no way you can trout out um Zacchaeus and then Pitts as your only receiving options for Marcus Mariota. Um, second position of need, I put as Edge, um, Lorenzo Cardner, and I mess up this name a lot. ogun Ogened- Ogundengi, I think. He's- I don't know if that's how you say fifth round pick out of Vanderbilt no Notre Dame last year um yeah fifth round pick and then a former third round pick from the Giants who couldn't make their edge roster that that's not going to cut it um if they don't go off or wide receiver I expect them to go edge with the first pick with their eighth overall pick and then wide receiver in the second round um so I do think that they'll address wide receiver and edge They will not be able to solve it they just they need three wide receivers and two edges and they they there's just no way they can solve all of that um but they will at least i believe get some help for it and then safety i just they have so many other holes i don't think that they're going to be able to um address it but right now they got hawkins and harris just low level guys and yeah, I, I don't think unless Kyle Hamilton falls, I don't think that they should address it just because they need so many other positions and safety is a bit of a lower value. Um so Panthers. Uh biggest need O line. I swear they need to go O line. Um they need to help out Darnold this year, they and whoever their future quarterback is, they can't draft a quarterback. I put that as their second need, they can't draft Someone's number six overall and put them behind this offensive line with these um, wide receivers. Like, they aren't the worst, but they aren't the best right now. This offense just isn't set up to succeed. So I think that they need to build it up a bit more before they throw someone else out there. So, yeah, those top two picks, O-line, they better address. I think they will address. And then quarterback, they need, but I don't think that they will address. And the third position of weakness, I put tight end, um Tommy Trumbull, just like okay, he was like a day three pick last year. Um Oh man, they just re signed Ian Thomas for like way too much money, uh, so they probably won't address. But we'll see. They should at least try to get a body in there to compete. This tight end class does seem like a bit deeper. Uh lots of good athletes and stuff, so we'll see if they try to pick someone up, be a tight end three who works his way up the roster. Next up we got the New Orleans Saints. Um, I put their biggest position of weakness as wide receiver. Right now, they really got Michael Thomas, they got Traquan Smith, Marcus Callaway, like okay, yeah, Mark, Michael Thomas, obviously good, one of the top ten receivers in the league. Um was out all of last year and they kind of had like a down year the year before, but he should, if healthy, bounce back well. Callaway had a really good preseason last year, didn't really do much after that, so and then trick Traquan Smith is just kind of like occasionally catches a deep ball and they just need something more some more consistency a better playmaker um i definitely see them going there in the first round if not maybe like the second round um i just don't see them not addressing this position so i do think that like i think it's likely that they address it and try to solve it and I think getting another receiver in there could make this wide receiver core pretty good. Like that pushes down Callaway to be your third option, Smith to be your fourth, and those aren't—that's not bad for a third, fourth, and then MT as your number one. Obviously, isn't bad. Um, safety—you got Marcus May—he should be good. You just paid him a lot of money, so hopefully, he is um, Daniel Sorensen—he should be bad. He's been bad on the Chiefs. Like, don't know how we were starting for so long. So you need to get an upgrade over that. And then the third position I put as offensive line. Um Andres Peace he's somehow a Pro Bowl like every other year or something. Don't know how. He's just a meh guard. Um Caesar Ruiz first round pick a couple of years ago just hasn't kinda of come in yet. Maybe maybe this year he does not maybe not. And then uh James Hurst has been like a swing tackle for years, finally gets his opportunity with Tron Armstead being injured and he should be solid for this next year but he also is just getting older so those are three like positions that aren't set in stone for the future you know and then finally we got the nfc west starting off with the cardinals Uh, i put that they need a cornerback as number one need um marco wilson second round pick last year and then byron murphy was he a first round pick if not he was a second round pick those are two good cornerbacks, but Murphy mostly plays a slot. Wilson is young and has a lot of development to do, so they need another one in on the outside. Um, where they're picking is kind of a good spot for, like, Andrew Booth, Kair Elam. Uh, maybe they go with someone else. Depends on how, obviously, the board falls. And I could see them, though, most likely addressing this position in the first two days. Um, interior offensive line is pretty weak. Um uh, pew and Hudson are old and Josh Jones is young but inexperienced and not hasn't really developed too much, so we'll see. I think if like Zion Johnson is there or um Green out of anna let me make sure it's Kevin Green. Kenyon Green, my bad. So Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M or um, Zion Johnson out of Boston College. If either of those guys are there, I think jump on them. Maybe you go with um, Landerbaum if he's there. Uh, Hudson, I'm pretty sure, was drafted as a guard. So you could like move him out or just... Landerbaum's kind of small, small arm, so I don't know if he'd be able to transition to guard for a year or two until hudson retires, so we'll see how that whole situation plays out um and then wide receiver they need a third option hopkins obviously a lead on the outside top three receiver in the league um rondell moore is a really good slot receiver but he's only like five seven or something he's a small guy don't really want him on the outside that's not really his game anyways so you need just need someone to go opposite of hopkins and um, as I said, this receiver class is deeper, so I could see them definitely addressing that. Uh, 49ers. I put their top position of weakness as interior offensive line. Um, All three of them in the middle are either older or they just aren't that good. So I could see them definitely addressing. They have three day two picks between like the second and third round. I definitely expect them to grab someone and then upgrade over um probably upgrade over mckivitz or whoever they're going to be putting out a left guard i'm expecting them to get a day two guy to go in there instead or use um their second round pick from last year what was his name let me look this up banks put banks in at guard instead um but that's so like max old not not getting any better Brun daniel Brun, brunskill is not the best so i could still see them addressing even if they do believe that banks is ready to start next year um safety is the number two position of weakness george odom jimmy war like they they i you know uh nothing special once again similar to Cowboys, similar to um commanders um, I don't see them being able to get a immediate upgrade. Maybe over uh, George Odom. Maybe they find someone who just kind of like explodes onto the scene. But likely, that's going to be their duo. And then like Warner, um, both of them, won't be replaced down the th- line. And then cornerback and the third need. They really need a slot corner. Um, Mosley and Ward are solid. They should be good on the outside as long as neither of them get hurt. Uh, but they need a nickel, as I said. And then they were one of the team's hit hardest, especially in the cornerback position last year uh, by injury. So they probably want to get some depth there. And I would be shocked if they didn't draft like one or two cornerbacks early just with how badly their depth got hit last year. So next up, we've got the Rams. Um, I put the number one position of need as edge. You got Leonard Floyd and John Holland right now. Um, Floyd's got the big money, but he's mostly just a name. Uh, playing alongside Aaron Donald helps him be a lot more productive, and they probably won't get an immediate upgrade, but they can get someone to groom down the line, someone like how they got um, Ebukam a couple years ago. I could definitely see them doing something along those lines. Guard, you just got an unright, unknown at right guard with Bobby Evans. Um, let me make sure it's Bobby. First names are a lot tougher than last names. So you just see the last names on the jersey, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is, like, Evans. And especially with, like, offensive linemen and so stuff, backup offensive linemen, this is going to be this guy's first year starting. Yeah, Bobby Evans. Ooh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay, so, yeah, Bobby Evans is just going to be his first year starting. Um, I think that they will. They draft someone later. They typically uh, they have been doing this, drafting guys in, like, the day three and just kind of developing them so that when they're – the last guy they drafted in day three leaves, they're able to replace him. Um, they didn't do that with Brian Allen. They decided to re-sign him, but that's what they've kind of been doing with everyone other than Andrew Whitworth, who just retired and is replaced by Joseph Noteboom. Um And then cornerback as their last need. Um, so David Long and then um, whatever Rochelle. They are... What is... Let me get his full name. Robert Rochelle is... Um, not really scaring anyone. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey is. And he kind of just makes the rest of their secondary better. But um they should like at least get like a later round guy. Once again, they've been um similar to how they've been doing with their offensive line, they've just kind of been cycling through this late these later guys and making them work, getting them paid. Troy Hill uh two years ago, Darius Williams last year um looks like long is the next guy to step up and do that david long jr played well last year in his limited time and he will likely be the starter next year i don't see them getting an immediate upgrade over him Um, maybe they can get someone to start in the slot over rochelle or they've been putting Jalen Ramsey on the slot a lot so going outside over rochelle but yeah we'll see how they do that um i don't think that they'll be able to address it in with an upgrade in the draft and then for the Seahawks, I put their number one need as quarterback. Um, Drew Locke just ain't it. Like We've seen enough of him with a great supporting cast in Denver to know that he's just not the future. And if he's not the future there, he's definitely not the future here in Seattle. Um, I don't think that they'll address it in the draft. I just think that they have too many other holes on the roster, and they understand that. Um, but I could see them going after Baker either through trade or if the Browns just get tired of it and cut Baker. Um, if they cut Baker, I don't know if Baker would want to sign with Seattle. But definitely, if with a trade, like just trade like a late round draft pick, day three at this point, and take the salary hit. And he could be a really solid starter for them. Like, I don't think Baker is bad. He was playing Indra last year, and the year before that, he looked pretty good down the stretch. It just who knows what's going on and if his mentality like is still going to be there he's always like played with this kind of underdog mentality and so hopefully this being rejected by Cleveland like this roughly will help him like get that again because he was the number one overall pick Heisman winner so that underdog story kind of fell by the wayside when he was before a uh, walk-on undersized guy who no one knew about so the second chance, I think he could get in Seattle, could help him a lot. He's got good receivers there with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, and yeah, I think that if the Seahawks were to adjust the quarterback position, it should be Baker Mayfield. Um, Offensive line, I think their best option at number nine should be a tackle. Um, The top three guys will likely be gone, which sucks because obviously we'd want one of them. If they are there, then great, grab them up. If not... um. Maybe you can try to trade down or just don't risk it. Grab Bernard Raymond or, um, Trevor Penning, whichever would you like better and just go from there. Or maybe you won't just want to get Zion Johnson, uh, just a more surefire upgrade, even though guard is a less valuable position. And then edge is the last position. Um, they don't really have anyone there. They just got Uchenna and Wosu. He's, well, Uchenna and Wosu, my bad, um. He's solid, nothing, once again, nothing special, We're just kind of like a number two type of guy. And um, they got a second, fifth round pick from a couple of years ago. Guys who they're trying to develop, but they've never really been good at developing guys since the um, Bennett and Averill days. So we'll see if they're able to, but I doubt they will. Um, so instead, I think like their best option in this deep draft class draft someone early in the top of the second round they have multiple second round picks so they can do that maybe like a drake jackson out of usc um but yeah so that's the whole nfc those are my biggest remaining positions of need and whether or not like how they can address it and whether or not i think they will or do uh let me know what you guys think you can like comment subscribe if you're on youtube uh, leave a review, a rating on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever. You can email me. I think I got this wrong last time. It's football or forward progress football podcast at gmail.com. And then you can also message me or add me at Twitter, FPF underscore podcast at gmail, or just FPF underscore podcast for the Twitter. And that'll do it for this, this episode. See you next week when I go over the AFC's positions of weakness.